Welcome to Tights Camera Action. It's the podcast that goes back in time and rewrites our origin stories to negate whole films that have come before it and after it. I'm Stephanie Katrias, and as always, I'm joined by two co-hosts, Owen Vandenberg. Hello. And Kyle Scherer. Hi. Hi, guys. Now, this week, uh, we are discussing a film from 2009, X-Men colon Wolverine colon Origins. It's two colons in there or just the one? I, I think it's X-Men, X hyphen men space Origins colon Wolverine. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I was out. completely wrong. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We're doing the X-Men Origins Wolverine story. The first of what I think they were going to try to make like a full Origins like sub uh, sort of... They were going to do Magneto. Yeah. And that was... That would have been amazing, but then they just poached some of that to make first class. First class, right. Yep, yep, yep. So this film came out in 2009 after X-Men 3, The Last Stand, after the the, the series really jumped the shark, mm-hmm. um, and before uh, First Class, so before the, the, the franchise kind of... Went back under the shark. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but went back to being where it was. Whatever the reason is you're doing this, focus on that. Maybe it will help. Trust me, I've been through worse. No, you haven't. All the things in your life. Knowing that the woman you loved was about to done. Go away. I'm putting together a special team. With special powers. Join me, but you will have your revenge. Mutants. I don't hate them. They must be controlled. It's uh, directed by Gavin Hood, who is not a bad director. He won an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film, and he's done other... He recently released Eye in the Sky, which got really good reviews. So he's not a terrible director, but uh, this movie is wildly panned, and therefore, Kyle, I ask you, why did you choose this movie? Well, this movie brings me back to a period... It came out in a period of time where I was overseas a lot, and... I was just suffering because I was in a country or countries with no cinemas Mm -hmm. and these movies would come out, which I'd usually in Australia see opening day and I would just have to wait for this DVD kind of knockoff to appear on the streets and Mm -hmm. it would inevitably be in Russian and it was just such a painstaking process to like get my hands on it. Uh, I think the the tied for equally pathetic are the season finale of uh, the series finale of Lost, okay. uh, which came out overseas uh, in a country, or which, which came out when I was overseas in a country with like censored internet, and the internet was really slow. And I remember just going to an internet cafe late at night, going to lostpedia.com through a proxy server, and reading a transcript of the season finale wow. so that oh, I could man. catch up with what happened. That was my rock bottom. Uh, also, uh, an equal bad one was when Iron Man 2 came out, mm-hmm. and. For some reason, the first wave of like bootleg releases were always in Russian. Right. Uh, so usually I'd just 
whack it in, the opening line would be Russian, and I'd just break it in half and throw it out. But in Iron Man 2, the whole opening, like, scene is in Russian. So <laughs> there'd be this period of time where I'm like, maybe this is it, because I always ask the vendors, I'd be like, is this English? Is this English? And they'd be like, yeah, it's English, it's English. I'm like, not Russian. They'd be like, no, it's English. So with Iron Man 2, I'd just keep buying it, and then I'd keep putting it in, and it'd be the the sort of prologue with the Russian guys yeah, and I'd be like, like could could still be English could still be English then Robert Downey Jr. would come on screen and be like Privyet Pepper Pot so I'd be like god damn it it's happened again and I'd like throw it in the bin uh, but with Wolverine Origins this whole sad scene played itself out very differently yeah. because before Wolverine hit the cinemas a leaked version of it pre-special effects wow. uh, came online and it was everywhere and it was soon like appeared in all these pirate dvd stands and i could play it and it'd be crystal clear footage of hugh jackman and ryan reynolds uh the only sort of downside of it uh was that it frequently for every special effect scene looked like one of those taiwanese news reenactments that they have uh where <laughs> it was just like it would go from like this crystal clear English language kind of movie to seeing like this gray sort of motion capture filler, like bounce around the screen and it's like the 3d episode of the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. Well, even worse than that, because it was just like gray blobs. Cause it was yeah. completely pre like yeah. animation. So it was just placeholder scenes. But from that, I, I could finally beat the Western world to the punch. And I saw Wolverine, before it came out in the cinemas with this leaked copy. Wow. And seeing it again uh, for this podcast, it's actually the first time I've seen the full version without with the actual special oh. effects included. Would you say it holds up? <laughs> well, it, it definitely uh, holds up to my memory of it because my memory of it was just like, I'm so happy to be able to see a superhero movie as it comes out rather than just like reading about people seeing it on the internet, looking to see if someone's uploaded a transcript of it because I can't even download a pirated version oh if I God. could. Uh, I will say you missed a lot. You picked a time where like at least the examples you gave really not great. Anyway, the lost series finale is pretty disappointing. Iron Man 2 is definitely Marvel's lowest point. I think. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that David Benioff actually wrote Wolverine Origins. So there is a bit oh, of connective uh, tissue there. So it's his mm. fault. Uh, but yeah, Wolverine Origins is widely derided and it gets maybe even more hate than X-Men 3 uh, because I think everyone was a bit dubious about the third movie in a series and already had aspects of it that they kind of hated like you know Storm always got a lot of flack uh, whereas Wolverine was always like People the coolest like, part mm. of the movies and everyone loved Hugh Jackman and everyone was thinking like oh a movie with just basically Wolverine in it can't not be great mm. uh, and then when it came out it just got all of this this wave of hatred and I do kind of think it's unfair I don't hate this movie it's completely fair I hate this movie. Oh, well, okay. I don't hate this movie. I mean, well, we can discuss it. I Look, I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a great movie because it's it's not. But re-watching it, I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I didn't it's really... Fine. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Like, I didn't really... Yes, it's got some silly moments. And if it was just an action movie like if it was just a wolverine movie with the action a silly action movie it would kind of be it would be fine it would still be a bit disappointing because it's kind of really there are times where it feels like sort of a jean-claude van damme action movie like it just feels really b-grade but i would kind of enjoy that because i sort of like that stuff anyway 
The stuff that I can't forgive is what it does to some of the continuity of the X-Men universe and, and the sorts of decisions it makes. That's how, like, I think that's ind- indicative of how much people dislike this movie. They basically ignored this movie in any subsequent continuities yes. and have gone out of their way to retcon around it. Well, mm. I mean, basically with First Class, Brian Singer basically said... Okay, he's basically said X Men and X Two are canon. That was Matthew Vaughan. Oh yeah, but he was but he was producing, was he producing? it, wasn't he? Okay, he might be I think it. he was still producing. Like he was heavily involved in in First Class. Okay. Oh yes, you're right. He didn't direct it, but he certainly yeah. So like I think with First Class, it was re- basically they have re and and especially in Days of Future Past. Erased X three and Wolverine Origins, hmm. like Which I think it was a smart move. Yeah, like, I, I mean, pretty much because yeah. the things that the things that happen in those movies are really unfortunate. Like in the when you look at the continuity of the characters in the world, there are multiple things in this movie that they have retold and done differently. Yes, because they wanted to do it again. Yeah, like and they, same they basically X-ray. just called a do over on yep. this whole movie. Yeah, exactly. And and you know I don't blame them because yeah the the, the decisions that were made with in in this film in what it did with some of the characters and especially what it did with Wolverine's origin um, were unfortunate. I mean, the big one being like, it's made clear in X2 that he was created at that dam thing. You know, that big dam where Stryker's base was like in X2. Oh yeah. yeah. And that doesn't appear here. Like no, it's, it's, it's elsewhere. It's in three mile. Island. Yeah. 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 Mm. And it's like that, that completely contradicts X-Men 2. Um, and this is our other adamantium. But in, You're getting flashbacks because it's kind of similar. But in um, Apocalypse, we go back to the dam mm. and we're told a different version of events of, yeah. of Wolverine. I like to think this whole movie takes place in just a shittier timeline. Yeah. It doesn't exist and is not part of any of the other ones. They just jumped over to just the, the worst version of the X-Men timeline. And yep. that's where that's happening. And then they just decided to jump back. Um, so should we just jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to hear the plot keywords? Oh, sorry, of course. You, I, lo- I know you love them. We Let's need go. a little sting intro music ba, 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 or something. Ba, ba. Plot keywords. Commando. Wolverine the character. Civil War. <laughs> Wait, is that Wolverine like brackets the character? No, just, just the three words. Wolverine the character. All right. Wolverine the character. Civil War. Claw fight. <laughs> Army. What is Civil That's War? Oh, the Civil War. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. It's not, yes. it's the, not Captain the, America. Civil the lamer Civil War. The, yeah. the lesser Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's it's opening up to. Um, there's is a Commando little... in there because Hugh Jackman's not wearing underwear the entire movie? <laughs> no, he's not. No, nor should he. He should never wear underwear. So um, there's a. So we we open in I guess eight, the 1800s or something like that. Of, yeah. Of, of was it 1835? Something like that. In Canada, and uh, Peter O'Brien, who I couldn't remember what his name was, but he's so this movie was obviously shot in Australia because there's a lot of Australian actors from Australian TV in this movie, and Peter O'Brien is the first one, and he what? actually looks a lot like Hugh Jackman. This is something that bugged me because, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Something yeah. wouldn't it be great if Chris Hemsworth was in this because he wasn't a star at this point, yeah. he would have still been in Australia, it would have been a really nice little like, like oh, look, there's Thor, yeah, just yeah, hanging yeah. out in the background. Yeah. Well, that's what he's in, um, uh. The first, the first Star Trek. It's yeah, like, exactly. Oh, like, Thor. just little things like 
that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, fancy man is what I call this guy in my oh, okay. notes because I, I didn't know who Peter O'Brien was. And um, yeah. so there's a there's a young sickly boy who lives in a fancy, you know, um, uh, manor. Old, yeah, manor in Canada. And his dad is a fancy looking man. He's got cravats and, yeah. you know, big puffy sleeves. And, and, yeah. and he looks a hell of a lot like Hugh Jackman. So you meant to go, oh, that's, that's obviously, his dad. that's his dad. And then within five minutes, you find out he's not his dad? No, another uh, Australian well, actor. So why bother casting the guy that looks a shitload like exactly. Hugh Jackman as Fancy Man? Well, there was a lot to take in for both us and for young James Howlett slash future Wolverine, or past Wolverine. Uh, because in that opening scene, is like go- going from like bedridden and getting taunted by his friend who has weird fingernail his claws. His uh, oh, his, But he doesn't know that yet. Yes, he does. He does thinks, he? So they think that they're half brothers, basically. Oh, okay. Like he, at one point, they had the same mother, but at one point, the the the, the bat, uh, what's his name? Uh, Victor's dad. Yeah. So the brother's dad. Um, he, he comes home drunk and he goes, "Oh, you know, your your dad's here." He oh, says to Fancy yeah. Man. So yeah. it's like clear that like Fancy Man is Wolverine's dad. The other guy is Victor's dad, but mm. then it's revealed that the other guy is in fact both of their dads. Oh, okay. And then James Howlett kills the drunk Sabretooth's dad with his bone claws. Which uh, come out, yeah. And then finds out that that's actually his real dad. Uh, so yeah, quite a lot to take in. A yeah, bit yeah. convoluted. And I feel like it's been a while since I read the Origin comic, but I, th- I feel like in that the drunken you know, Sabretooth dad actually looks a lot like Wolverine. Like, they actually did the reverse in the, mm. uh, in the movie of what they did Well, it was cool, like, how... I, I, like, you know that they're all related because they all have big mutton chops. Yeah. Like, the, the dad... The, unlike the fancy man dad, the other dad, the real dad, has, like, these big... He basically looks like Liev Schreiber. Like, he's got the big, yeah. the big mutton chops. Anyway, then um, he runs away because he's just killed his dad in front yeah. of his mother with his bone claws. He's not sick anymore. No, well, <laughs> I mean, he's going through that mutant change, right? Is, yeah. that, is it suggesting that when mutants hit puberty and they change, they yeah. also get sick? Periods I of d- high stress and adrenaline tend mm. to trigger their mutation. I'm not sure what that was because none of the other mutants in the X-Men films get sick and then manifest their powers. Like, Rogue is just, like, making out with the yeah, guy yeah. and then sort of drains his Yeah, he life. gets sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think Wolverine was just meant to be like this young sickly boy and mm. then he's because of his healing powers when they manifest it just overrides his natural kind of like sickliness. Yeah. So there's just a bit of a contrast. Oh, that's I a think. good point. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't be sick anymore because he's suddenly Wolverine. Yeah. Just mm. gets that healing power, but before that he was kind of like this bedridden weakling. I know this has been said a lot. Wolverine is way too overpowered for a mutant. Like he has claws, he has good smell, he has healing powers, which are way off the chart. Like but that's why he's so cool. Because yeah. he's such a powerful mutant. But it feels like the kid in the playground who's like, my power is to have every superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean it, I don't know. He's if it's for 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 a mutant which you're right does have quite powerful powers, he's still not like Compared to, that's one of the interesting things to me about what I quite like about the X-Men universe is that, like, there are some um, mutants that have very, very powerful powers but are not as powerful. Like, Magneto, yeah, I mean, yes, he's powerful, but he's, like, controlling metal isn't really the most powerful. Like, he can't, he can't teleport or he can't read people's minds he can't mm. he can kind of fly i guess he can mm. sort of levitate himself he can but do one thing really 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 well, really well. And that's, exactly. that's what makes it a great team book 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also that. But what I what I mean is that like it's just it's also it's their powers combined with their personalities mm. that will make some of them natural leaders. And like Cyclops, he shouldn't be a leader. Are you He's saying that got- powers don't kill people? Mutants <laughs> kill people. <sighs> yeah, I guess I am. I <laughs> am. I'm anti-registration. Right. But um. So we, anyway, he runs away and, um, but Victor, his older brother follows him and says, we're brothers, we have to stick Mm. together. And that launches into probably the best part of the movie, the, um, the, the credit sequence Mm. where we follow, we, we follow, um, Victor and Logan or, uh, Jimmy. Um, Can we just call them Sabretooth and Wolverine? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Except that he's technically not Sabretooth. Is he supposed to be Sabretooth? He's meant to be Sabretooth, but the... I was right. saying that the comics were a bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but like in the, one, in the movie, it's Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Wolverine and Sabretooth then throughout the wars of of the, the wars of the United States or the North American history. So they start mm. in the Civil War, and they're the good guys in the Civil War, right? Yeah. Like they're fighting. I mean, technically they're Canadian, so I don't mm. know why they're fighting in the U.S. Civil War. I thought it was just that they just seek out conflict. Yeah, but they're just looking for a fight. Yeah. I wanted Spanish-American war. Where was that? <laughs> that would have been great. It's less iconographic. Like, people yeah. can't put it in a montage and for people to go, wait, wait. Oh, those guys sure are doing the flamenco. For. They must be Spanish. You know? oh. um, so Maybe they... Russian Revolution. Where was that? Oh, God. They, they, could have, they could have made some really cool ones, but instead but they just... you wouldn't have been able to know which version you were watching. If they were in the Russian Revolution, everyone mm. would have been speaking Russian and you would have thought oh, that, that would be our version again. It's <laughs> the only, the only Russian I've <laughs> The intimate hello. <laughs> yeah. I know a little bit of Russian. I got um, And so, the, yeah, so the, we follow them both fighting through these wars. Um, it's a credit sequence, and it's it's quite good. So they, they they're brothers. They're fighting through. Um, yep, yeah, the the Civil War, World War One, World War Two. The Vietnam War was that it? Probably yeah, I think you start with like you, the the story picks up with them. Uh, just out of the Vietnam War. In the Vietnam well, yeah. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they... And what what is sort of... The, the other part of the story that you sort of start to see in, in the um, in the credits is that Victor is quite... Has a bloodlust. Like, yeah. he's into killing and raping and... And not, he's getting and, worse and worse. And he's getting yeah. worse. And, you know, like, Wolverine's like, what the fuck? Like, you, you know, like, often holding him back from doing bad things. Yeah. And sometimes fighting him. But ultimately, they're brothers and they, they, they defend each other yeah. and they've got each other's back. And, you know, they haven't aged through all these years, so they clearly both have healing powers. Yeah, it is a really cool opening montage because, yeah, you get to see, like, the, the costumes and the technology and the sort of warfare is changing. Like, first they're running from trench to trench and then by the end they're in, like, helicopters yeah. raining down, like, yeah. machine guns. I feel like that could have been the movie. Well, the yeah. opening montage could have been like that. Could Following have made that. them the, through time, through, through wars, that yeah. would have been an interesting single movie. The biggest complaint that you hear is that, yeah, exactly that. Like the the movie should have just been like started off with them maybe in the civil war fighting together, and then they slowly just keep encountering each other through conflict after conflict, and then sort of probably end up on opposite sides at one yeah. point as their relationship starts to sour. Yeah, and yeah, that would have been awesome. And, and maybe I, I that's think... why he signs up. We're doing Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, but like maybe. That's why he signs up for the Weapon X program is because he has to finally stop this Sabretooth well, guy who he's been fighting for 200 years. I would have years. been perfectly happy if the joining up the Weapon X program was like a post-credit tag. Yeah. Like, leave that for a second movie. Have the first one just like completely in another time period or mm. several time periods. Like, if he's immortal, you may as well 
use his extended lifespan. Yeah. Show him hanging out in Weimar, Germany. Yeah. (laughs) In between World Wars One and Two, just enjoying the prosperity. Yeah, just like in in like cabaret. Yeah, just like like, balls come out. Cultural, uh, you know, advancements are really coming along. This is going well. They were like if if they were like gangsters in the thirties or something, and Wolverines in like a an underground speakeasy or something, (laughs) and Sabretooth maybe like turns into one of the um, uh, what do you call it? The people who like. Busted the bootleggers and yeah, that could have been great. Oh, like, like the Elliot Ness guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. So it is, and we we do we the the film's credit sequence gives us a, a big a lot of insight and it gives us a lot of like tells us a lot of things about about these characters and what's going on. Sabretooth really... at jazz age parties oh, right, like right, right. the Great Gatsby. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> playing a piano. Sabretooth always holds the best parties. The only parties in West End. <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, we then so it finishes with them getting shot in, in fire on the firing squad at, at Vietnam, but obviously they don't die, and they're locked up in a cell in Vietnam. And then General Stryker, uh, played by Danny Houston, comes in and says to them, "How would you really like to serve your country?" And he recruits them into this sort of special mercenary group um, that go off and do sort of like special covert operations. And in this group is a few other. Uh, mutants basically yeah. other special powered people we've got wade wilson played by ryan, ryan reynolds <laughs> uh we'll get onto that later and he's a cool oh. guy with swords oh. and uh oh, ryan um, reynolds yeah this was <laughs> very this interesting point. at this point yeah this was a, a really interesting um, it's a good redemption story there mm. <laughs> i mean this movie yeah it, it, it i forgot when i was re-watching it how many things it touches on like how many mutants are in it how oh, yeah. many like I'd forgotten that, you know, um, Gambit was in it. Like, I, mm. I forgot. There was... They're just things that... It, it really does try to be, almost be another X-Men film because it does talk... It does try to expand the X-Men universe. Yeah, they were unwilling to get away from being... Uh, still being a team movie. Yeah. And yeah. that was, I think, a real drawback was that they weren't... They were making a Wolverine solo movie, but they didn't make it solo. They still went, oh, but you still have to have lots of mutants. Yeah. So... So he's on this... Oh, also, um, Will I Am as a, as a cowboy... Who gives one of, I've got to say, the worst performances I've ever seen. His line readings are terrible. Like there was one point where he says, be nice or your approximation of nice. And it's one of the worst line readings. I just, I remember It's also a bad line, but Well, no, but you could have deleted. He goes, be nice or your approximation of nice. But instead he goes, be nice or your approximation of nice. (laughs) Like he he says it so flat. Like I just, I can't, (laughs) I was like, what? Anyway. Oh, and uh, Dominic Monaghan from the Lord of the Rings and from Lost. Speaking of Lost, is yep. also part of the team. He's like this; uh, he can control um, electricity. Yep. So he, yeah. So they've got this team together. Oh, and this guy who's just really good at shooting guns. Agent Zero. Agent Zero. He doesn't seem to have any powers. Oh, he can jump really high. He can mm. jump. He's very good at jumping and gu- yeah, good at guns, good much at like Deadshot. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he can sort of do that. Yeah, and then there's the uh, the guy that ends up becoming the blob. Oh yes. Uh, like that's his like actual mutant name in the mm. comics and stuff but he, he this is like his his original his origin he gets a little mini origin story yeah. and he just sounds like buffalo bill from silence of the lambs <laughs> he's another another actor from lost as well yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. not sure they weren't probably he probably hadn't appeared in the show at that stage but 
uh, another little link there to Benioff. Yeah. Thinking about, it, I actually think he had because I know he was like I was a big Lost fan. He was like okay. season four. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in the show at that oh, point because okay. I remember knowing who he was when the, when the movie came out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so they go to um, they go to uh, Africa. Yeah, Af- Lagos to look for. Um, well, they don't know exactly, but they 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 basically kind of storm this warlord sort of offices, and this is where we get <laughs> a warlord's offices, but which the- is great because well, yeah, you're right. It's just like. A, a bunch of people working at the desks yeah. and working on the, on the phones and all yeah, this sort of stuff. Is. You know when you see those buildings that have a big banner on the side that says "Office spaces for rent" yeah. or whatever. Like this one that says "Like Warlord needs <laughs> you know, needs some cubicles." <laughs> We've got lovely open plan yeah. And, yeah. And, and good views. We know you want to focus on the warlord side of things and don't worry about the admins. So yeah. You need a place to put your stuff. <laughs> So squads all up on the top floor, sitting on like their exercise balls, having like coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about their feature, their, what yeah. they're going to paint their feature wall. Look, I don't feel comfortable about what we do as a company, but the perks are really great. Yeah, We're yeah, all yeah. here to bring my dog to great work. Great place to work. Flexible hours. And so they, um, this is where we get to see Wade Wilson's big scene. Um, <clears throat> uh, he... Oh, yeah. Comes out of the um, elevator with these two knives, and he basically knives. He, oh, it's knives, so, katana swords, and like, like sort of twelve to twenty people firing automatic weapons at him. And he's just like, pew, pew, pew. and he just goes, pew, 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 and like, like waves his swords around, and they one, deflect all the bullets. At one point, he, he cuts a bullet in half, and yep. the bullet kills two. He yep. sees the bullet coming at him in the reflection of the sword. Yep. He then turns the sword. The sword cuts through the bullet, and the bullet goes to two different people. It's pretty amazing. So his power is really good sword power. Like, is he a mutant as well? Yes. Well, this is the thing I was very confused about because if he's because me- he's meant to be Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, but Deadpool's whole thing was not anything to do. He's he's good at he's he's he uses swords sometimes. He uses swords, but he's not like superpower yeah. aware yeah. of bullets through the air or anything. This is all completely separate to what he, anything yeah. to do with his mutant power the- should be, which is about healing. And he's also. Given that he has a healing yeah. factor later because of yeah. the Weapon X program. he's not a mutant, and the, no. his all his team ups with the X Men are also great because he keeps on trying to team up with them and calling himself an honorary X Men, and they're always like, "You're not even a mutant, Deadpool." Yeah. Which they even had a bit of that in um, the new Deadpool, the, the actual yeah. Deadpool yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so much of this, it just feel, and I feel like Ryan Reynolds must have just been like his heart must have just been breaking on the inside because he wanted to mm. play Deadpool for so many years. And then finally got a chance to play it, and then he's not even getting to play Deadpool. Like yeah. they just—they've called the character Wade Wilson, yeah, and he's I, not. I don't know. Like some of his lines are very Deadpool. Yeah, or maybe yeah, they gave him like. Well, they're very Ryan Reynolds, which just happens which, to yeah. align with Deadpool. Yeah. Like, uh, that's I, the whole thing. He's—he's he's, was born to play the character because the character is him, and that's what's so interesting about that whole story. So yeah. they've sort of these this symbiotic relationship. But yes, it's like him and uh, Samuel Jackson with uh, Ultimate Nick Fury. Yeah, just being like they based. Ultimate Nick Fury on Samuel Jackson, and then Samuel Jackson ends up playing Nick Fury yeah. in the movies. Yeah. It's this weird kind of yeah. yeah. Not that they didn't place Deadpool on Ryan Reynolds. Don't write in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all our fans don't write in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Deadpool. Uh, the one line I did remember from him uh, was when they're in the elevator, and he's like, "You look really pretty today, Captain." And which is a great Deadpool line. And uh, the captain or the I don't know, uh, striker, yeah. whatever his military role is, uh, he responds by saying something like, oh, if you didn't have a mouth, then you'd be the perfect soldier or something, which may be a relevant line for later. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, so he does that, and then they they get, they get find that what... That, what um, 
So these are diamond smugglers or you know, diamond warlords, but it's revealed that Stryker isn't after the diamonds. He's after the metal um, that has come that they that is like a byproduct of finding these um, the these diamonds. And then they chase down like another a tribe or a, a sort of I don't know a community in Africa which has these metal this metal. And they're like, we don't know where it is. It fell from the sky. And Stryker tells Victor or Sabretooth to kill them all. And that's and then they start to kill them all, and that's when Wolverine walks away from the team because he's like, "You're all just this is not cool. Like, I don't yeah. want to just kill people." I was okay with everything up to this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and um, so, we, so is is it the, is the impl- implication that the that type of that that metal is vibranium? Adamantium. Because, uh, no, the, oh, no, it's not because it turns into. He, later on, he says that it, yes, it turns into adamantium, ah. and he explains later. Striker explains later that that metal was used to create adamantium. Oh. But is the maybe so? Is that potentially like um, suggesting that because it's in from Africa, maybe it's actually. Um, Maybe in a, in a sense of like we don't have the right yeah, to any of this, so it. we're just going to kind of try and hint at it without yeah, getting to it. It might have been a cute little wink, like the Africa connection, plus the fact that they never actually name what it is, and yeah. just later say, "Oh, we use this to create this alloy called adamantium or yeah. something." Mm. I don't know. Made me think it's a little reference. Yeah. So then, um, so that's right. He's walked away, and we cut now to the. He's back in Canada, and he's living with a beautiful woman in a in a. Um, uh, sort of cabin up on the hill and he's kind of basically living a quiet life dual income no kids sort of you know something that the X-Men movies have taught me is that if you ever meet someone with superpowers do not go and live with them in, in the woods because you will die. Yeah. And that is exactly what will happen. I know it happened to yeah, yeah Magneto's family. Yeah. Mm. Or if you have superpowers don't go live in a cabin in the woods because the world will come and find you yeah, and murder no. your family. Like, So where yeah. should they go? Should they just hide in plain well, sight? Well, they should just use their real name and go back to exactly where they did live and do exactly what they were doing, like Gambit. Who yeah. <laughs> goes back to using the name Remy LeBeau yeah. and playing poker in uh, Bourbon Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very easy to find. Uses yeah. his powers in the open quite often. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he's living there. He's he's a he's a lumberjack, mm. and uh, I, I have to say that the the greatest thing about his lumberjack lifestyle is that cute little axe protector that he oh, has. Yeah. <laughs> so he's always carrying an axe over his shoulder, uh, wearing like flannel, and then his axe has got like this little leather kind of like press stud yeah. clip over it, it. Just to no. keep it nice and uh, safe from the elements, like a little man purse axe. That's also like, uh, I mean obviously he doesn't need protecting from the axe, but he needs to make sure that everyone else doesn't know he can heal from, from I'm sorry for using this term, but it's not in that context, from axe wounds. <laughs> if he accidentally hits that's what those things are for. If he accidentally yeah. drops his axe but on his leg, then, everyone will go, "What's? You know, oh my god, you're healing, you're yeah, immune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then maybe don't bathroom. work as a lumberjack. Yeah, probably not. Because <laughs> I would say, like, during that period of time, I think that might have been before uh, occupational self and uh, safety and health standards were mm. quite up to scratch. Lumberjack, if you've got healing powers, probably not the best place to work. Much like Magneto in a factory that deals exclusively with like metal. Metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um so anyway, he's there. Um Stryker comes to visit him to say, like, yo, they're killing off our old t- Oh, meanwhile, yeah, Dominic Monaghan gets uh there's a flashback to him in a in a actually quite a nice scene where he's like in a like a 
uh, carnival it's park thing. It's not a flashback, though. Oh, yeah, sorry. A, a cutaway, yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. Oh, uh, meanwhile, is happening. I th- that's the thing. I thought it was a flashback at first. I thought that, oh, they're doing some backstory. Oh, no, this is happening now. Because yeah. it's not really clear whether he's post-team or, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit weird because you'd think that the circus would be the best place to recruit mutants. And then after you're on the run... A good place to not go would be a circus where you're using your powers. Mm. So yeah, it is a bit jarring because you'd think, oh yeah, that this circus where is like the amazing electricity man would probably be how he was originally discovered. But no, that's just where he like goes to hide. Yeah. So, uh, but he gets yeah he gets visited by Victor Creed who kills him, and I'm yep. still not sure why. Like because we know why they're recruiting. So because because we find out that the main plan, which is which is quite convoluted, eventually is that. Victor and Stryker are working together and they're working together to find mutants, which is what they sort of were doing in the original Mm. plan as well. Find Mm. mutants and take them to the island, Three Mile Island, uh, to do experiments on them. Isn't it? So why would he kill the old team member? I thought he was killing the old team so that he could, like he's taking samples from them. Yeah. And then killing them so that they can't... You know, Tell the, the, yeah, else. there's there's yeah. no knowledge of it's just to sort of tie up loose ends. So why couldn't he just? Ca- but why kill them? Not why not just capture them as well and take them to the island? Because I guess just upkeep. Like, yeah, just, just I mean it is. I can I can them. buy that from a black ops perspective. Just tidying up his loose ends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I think a bit of it was that his strikers got kind of like an Ozymandias thing going on, where he's sort of persuading Wolverine that there's someone out there picking off old members of the team yep. to kind of maneuver Wolverine into a position where he's going to sign up willingly. Yeah. So might have been to do with that as well, or maybe he's just using that to his mm. advantage and yeah. making a plausible story. Can we talk about the journalistic standards of the local paper that has the headline Circus Freak Murdered? <laughs> like, no respect for the dead whatsoever. No. <laughs> he wasn't that even was... like, he wasn't even billed as a circus freak. He yeah. was a guy that worked at a carnival. Like, and, yeah. had, and had a little a little trick stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a bit sad. And then, um, so so he's so he says, no, I don't want anything to do with you, Stryker. Um, but then, of course... Um, I do like the little light of your country needs you. I'm Canadian. Canadian. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. <laughs> and, and then, um, but of course, uh, Sabretooth does arrive uh, and ki- seemingly kills his lovely girlfriend, but not before she, she tells him the story of the Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, in this pretty laboured um, romantic scene where she tells Logan all about the spirit of the moon some, or some moon shit i don't know flowers but then the moon the moon wants flowers so the the wolverine was also oh there were two moons because that's why the moon there was a trickster lonely. moon the moon had a the, lover but who was and, also a moon no the moon when, had a lover who was the wolverine and then another guy wanted another trickster god wanted the moon and then the moon that so he told the wolverine to go get a flower for the moon but then he did but then once he left the spirit world he couldn't go back and that's why the wolverine howls at the moon Oh, okay. Mm. And in my mind, it's the moon from the Mighty Boosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's Noel Fielding with shaving cream on his face. So uh, Yeah, it was a bit laboured. I think the delivery is kind of alright, but it's a bit uncomfortable because I think that actress who was playing Silver Fox got a little bit of flack for being 
really white and obviously cast as some kind of yeah i looked that up and the 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 wikipedia entry for her uh it's it's very clear it's being very clear about what it's trying to say i guess because it says she has like english and irish ancestry she has claimed to be part cherokee or something like that they're basically saying like she's claiming she claims native american heritage oh the actress yeah Yeah. she kind of looks like she could yeah i mean i don't yeah it's one of those things where i go i don't really know i don't know i mean she's that, primarily white, but she kind of has a probably she could have cast like, someone. Different. You, you could have <laughs> cast someone with who was obviously who actually, uh, or, yeah, or just don't have actor. that. Don't have that story about the Wolverine and the Moon. Just make her say something. Yeah, like, have oh, a different character. I really like things. Wolverines. And it's like, hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> P.S. I really love Wolverine. She's reading What's the big book of Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my birthday's coming up. You know what I'd really like is something to do with my favorite animal, the Wolverine. <laughs> it really bugs so, me when they have Wolverine interact with wolves and like yeah. act like they have a connection because they're different animals and Wolverines don't look yeah, anything yeah, like that wolves. That doesn't happen in this, does it? No, does but it? there's just, I think it happens yeah. sometimes more in the comics. Yeah, yeah he, always, he always runs off into the wilds and like heads up a wolf pack or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's just meant to be like other animals recognising each other, I guess, because yeah. he's not a Wolverine either, but it's just that thing where you yeah. know, Wolverines look completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. So he, um, anyway, so then he, he, he swears revenge. He goes after, um, oh, Gotta say, Liev Shriver in this movie, Shriver, or however you say his name, he is fantastic. Yeah, he's like, so good. He's yeah. the best part of the movie. It's by the far. one good thing about this shitty timeline is that their saber tooth is. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so like we get Tyler Maine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's a great. He's a great saber tooth. He's a great villain. Yeah. His performance is ha- just hammy enough, but yeah. not, but not, but still sort of convincing and you don't feel like he's unrealistic he, but he's just he's clearly having a great time with it it's mm. a really good performance yep. and um so you they get the sense that that's the only time that like the, those two actors playing off each other is probably the only time they were enjoying themselves well, in the look, movie as well mates. Yeah, 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 mates. yeah exactly so they're actually having fun and that comes to get comes off on screen well, it really gives it a lot more chemistry with yeah. them in their first fight together i just want to take a moment before i forget and just say how fucking disgusting bone claws are. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's yeah, so gross. It's like when Wolverine's in the X-Men movies and he like pulls out his claw, he pops his claws and it's like, ching. And it's like this really cool yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. They're cool blades. And when, when he pushes out his, like, it's just pokes, out his noise. It's like yeah. pokes out his bone claws in this, it's like, and they just like slowly push through his knuckles and they're all lumpy and yeah. disgusting. And it's kind of like this off-white color yeah. and it's just like ugh, covered in like this kind of like <laughs> after-birthy kind of like liquid from his inside of his skin. And it's just yeah. like, oh Are my you sure God. they probably like smell gross as well? It's meant to look intimidating because he's like slowly like popping his claws. Uh, but it's just like this... <laughs> It's <laughs> like, oh, gross. Uh, so in the first fight, that's pretty much all I can think about because he pushes out, it's like, and his bone claws come out. It's like, you killed our victim. Victor, like, pushes out his gross, gross rotten yeah. yellow fingernails. And they're like, 
and then they get together for this slashing fight. And, and he looks like he has like really bad hangnails oh, that yeah, have never gross. healed. Like, like it's all like weird. Oh, I saw someone on tram like that once whose oh. nails were like oh, saber tooths. Poor person. And he didn't have any shoes or socks as well, and his toes were exactly the same. Oh. And it, it it was exactly like that movie. So. He could have been a double for saber tooth. Wow. This guy's having a bad time. Yeah. Mm. Well, and then the, like saber tooth also gets on all fours and does that run thing. Yeah, oh, that thing. So, yep. He it also does that up buildings. Yeah, like, he can climb. He's got that little mm. kind of Sonic the Hedgehog kind of like, <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's horizontal or vertical, he just does this weird little gallop oh, and it just no. looks so wrong. It, it is. Meanwhile, uh, so at the end of that fight, um, uh, Wolverine is taken to hospital, but, um, but, but he's fine, of course, and Stryker meets him at the hospital and he's like, I can help you and... They have, you know, that this is a scene where Stryker says, I swear I didn't know it was Victor, but then straight after that says, Victor found out and Victor was coming after you. It, 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 it like really has some internal logic problems in that yeah. scene. No, I, I, I really read that confused. as Wolverine kind of beat the truth out of him. But like he, he starts off saying like, oh, Wolverine has some really, or Hugh Jackman has some really funnily, uh, funny line deliveries in this. Because when he's, when he's confronting Stryker, he says like, why didn't you tell me it was Victor? <laughs> it's like, you can tell that he couldn't quite keep the Broadway out of his performance. But you seriously, look that line up if it's on YouTube. It's so good. It's like, why didn't you tell me it was Victor? <laughs> it's like such a tomba in his voice. Uh, but then Striker's like, I didn't know. I swear to God, I didn't know it was Victor. And then he asked him a couple more times and he's like, Victor found out. That, Victor like got off the chain and he became really violent and he started hunting people down for no reason. Yeah. Do you so, think that line reading was like Hugh Jackman going, it was like first take. He was like, I'm going to have a bit of fun with this. Yeah. I'm going to do a dumb one. That'll be good for the bloopers. And then they're like, cut, great. Okay, let's move on. Like, wait, wait, wait. No, no. No, we got it. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does sound like, I mean. I'm Gavin Hood. I'm an Oscar winning director. I know what I'm doing. Moving on. He, I mean, he, Hugh Jackman is, he really is a quite a big actor. Like he doesn't oh, really yeah. know how to do it's, yeah, it's funny because I, 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 it's it was watching this movie again and then re- kind of I was reflecting on his performances in general and I'm like yeah shit you can tell he's a stage actor like he's just he's big in everything he does which is great but I don't know why it never really occurred to me but yeah in this movie he's really given it his all you can mm. never say that Hugh Jackman doesn't is you know is sleepwalking through it I think oh, I know. love how much he commits in yeah. every single movie to Wolverine. Like, he's yeah. obviously, like, he loves completely playing going for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the amount of screaming he does into the sky. I think you mentioned it before. It's like, there's about three or four times he just, like, goes on his knees and yells no! into the sky. Yeah, and they do the classic, like, overhead yeah, shot, yeah. hanging yeah. up. Mendoza! Yeah. Yeah. But he also does it. It's great because the little kid does it. Mm. Where it goes, no! <laughs> like baby Wolverine yeah. does it, which is great. Um, Maybe that's his mutant power. <laughs> yeah, just shooting up to this guy. So then he says, okay, well, you can make me... So basically, Stryker says, let me te- run tests on you and I can make you an ultimate fighter. Because he mm. basically gets his ass kicked that first time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's quite a good fight. Like, Sabretooth, like, dumps a, a whole truck full of logs onto his body. Yeah. And it, it does actually look quite... Really, but I wish I, they'd set up more irony that those were exactly the trees yeah. that the Wolverine had cut down yeah. earlier in his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hubris! Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I do remember saying at one point this movie was kind of well directed in the sense that, like, the, the, the camera, especially in those last fight scenes, 
the camera stays still and I can see what's happening in the fights. I'll give you that. Yeah, and, the action the action plays out very well. And yeah. and again, it's probably a sign of a, a director with got kind of good base skills. Like they they're not afraid to just plunk the camera and show what's happening. Mm. And the fights seem very brutal. Now, because it's PG thirteen, there's very little blood. Like in most in but I remember thinking, wow, there should be blood in this movie. Like yeah. there feels like there should be lots of blood because I mean, it's really violent. His weapon is well, as the keyword said in IMDb, claw fight. Like, if you're signing up for a claw fight you're movie. you blood. I mean, blood is like the, the probably something you're going to get. Yeah. Like, and they kind of got around it in X2. Uh, I, I remember one scene where he just like stabs his claws into a guy's body, but he's wearing body armor, so you just see like the holes. Yeah. And he's always just like stabbing completely in. Uh, and they kind of like get around showing blood in ways like that. Uh, but in this yeah, movie, in there's, this, a, lot of, there's needed, a lot of opportunity. There needed to be blood. I think so. Uh, there will be blood. <laughs> it's just a movie. If I say I'm a mutant, you will agree. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink my milkshake. And so... Uh, <laughs> the classic line, don't drink my milkshake. <laughs> 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 the iconic quote. <laughs> okay, moving on. He <laughs> agrees to go to the experiment, right? And they yeah. go to the experiment, and that's when we see Dr. Nina Proudman. Okay, Asha Kenny. Yeah, Asha Kenny's from, in this movie. From, from Offspring, another yeah. Australian actor, and she plays like one of the science, one of the main scientists. She's still playing movie. healthcare professionals. Yep, pretty much. And yep. she she says to Wolverine as as she's kind of getting him ready, she's like, "This is gonna break something like this is gonna break you." Or she she tries to, and he goes, "I've had worse." And she goes, "No, you haven't." Mm. And uh, that's when they inject his whole body with adamantium underwater. But he survives. So they think he dies, but he doesn't. And then he jumps out of the water nude and you see his bot bot and he runs <laughs> he this runs is why the keyword is commando right yeah, uh, yeah. i guess okay, so yeah. but, but go, before he escapes because he hears striker say something because he thinks the yeah. deal was that striker would like turn him into a human weapon a weapon x if you will and then wolverine would be allowed to go after victor and uh and finish him off but then when he's in the tank uh striker's like uh okay the the process works uh, and then he says something like erase his memories or something. I'm not sure like what Striker was gonna do with him. Was he just gonna like erase his memories, brainwash him, and turn him into a soldier, or like was he gonna be what Deadpool turned out to be, or was he just gonna contribute his healing factor to that, and then they were just gonna kill him? Or so that him hearing erase his memories. That's when the film diverges from the X2 version. So if so, first of all, imagine that this is happening at the um, big dam. Mm. But if if he hadn't have heard that and they just erased his memories and put him in a thing, um, then we would have apocalypse, right? Mm. But instead. He hears him, so this is where like the two the two timelines submit. This is how you know it's in the shitty timeline. You know, it's in the shitty timeline because he hears him. He goes and he escapes from the prison, and then he um, runs to an, an, a farm with this old couple who help him. And there's a bit of comedy with mm-hmm. his new claws. Oh, and the worst special effects in the whole movie are those claws oh, um, when oh, he yeah. first like they yeah. look they look like something from Animaniacs. They look like a DVD menu. From an X-Men movie where yeah. they had to just quickly animate some claws that, that slash in the options of like play and scene selection <laughs> and stuff and they just quickly animated yeah, some really shitty looking claws. Like yeah, so he put he pulls his claws out for the first time, realizes, oh cool, I've got new claws, and he like goes like sort of Ching. like sharpens them against each other to make some sparks and stuff. Yeah. And they just look really they look they really look temporary. Really, that, look- that is one Art, uh, that is one aspect of the movie that did not change between the leaked screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm yeah. pretty sure that looked exactly the same. Yeah. 
I had a big problem with how his claws were used throughout this movie. And I really, I mean, Steph kind of rolls her eyes and says that I'm being kind of like, I'm, I'm nitpicking. But to me, it like really throws me out of it when his claws are presented as being so much stronger than, than his arm could have been. Like, for example, he'll like just effortlessly slice through like a 10 inch thick plate steel when he's escaping weapon X with his with his hand just like with a sort of downward kind of like swipe yeah when in actual fact like it doesn't matter how sharp the metal is like at that speed it just with with that size lever you just couldn't slice through that you're saying it should just pop out of his arm yeah exactly yeah, like okay. the human body is, is but isn't he not doesn't as strong he have as super his, strength he, Don't they yeah have but he's, he's strong but what I'm saying is that the size of the claws and the size of him it's not gonna like you're not gonna be able to just like wave your hand at something and then chop through like this ten inch thick. You're the scientist, still. Owen. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> well, I mean, adamantium is a made up alloy but, that is yeah. indestructible. But like, for, there's like it's it's it, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where, in terms of what's been set up as a comic book universe, I feel like that's maybe the upper limit of how far you can yeah. go with it. But I but there's like another part where a car comes at him and he just holds out his hand when he's on the motorbike and just like slices through the whole car. Yeah. Like we could do that. Like if you drove like a car made out of like cardboard at me at that speed and I had like a knife that can cut through cardboard, mm. it's not going to like slice through the whole car. I'm going to get splashed onto the road. Yeah. It feels a bit like the claws become lightsabers. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. That's a better way of putting it. It's like, yeah, they, they just move through everything like a, a hot knife through butter, no matter how fast he, or strongly he moves his hand and it just looks it looks weird it looks wrong to me i don't know i figure if they're strong enough to to fight that that for that oncoming force or that you know the strength Mm. of metal or whatever then that's fine like they're super strong so that gets them through it Hmm. okay we'll put a pin in this one (laughs) we'll talk about this i don't think either one has any basis in reality like either one of those like uh, approach or yeah, like I mean, you know, it's a superhero movie yeah exactly so either one is equally satisfying to me so yeah yeah so anyway they the this at this point agent zero or whatever hunts him down at this um this guy who's good at guns the guys who's good at guns who seemingly hates they hate each other him and wolverine but mm. we don't really know why yeah it's, it's very much like the waif and aria and the last couple of seasons of game of thrones where she just really hates Arya for no reason we've been shown. Like, Agent Zero hates Wolverine beyond, beyond like, any reason yeah. we've been given. Like, yeah. he, he kind of kills the people that Wolverine's with out of spite and then blames it on Wolverine. Uh, and, yeah, just, like, really gets this pleasure out of, like... Yeah, yeah, trying to, like, take Wolverine down, which doesn't quite make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I assume from him being called Agent Zero, maybe he was the first recruit. And everyone after that is more powerful than him. And so he's yeah. just really bitter about maybe. how many people like, are out, sh- right. outshining him at every step of the way. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's a, so anyway, that's when we have the most, what I would say, most Jean-Claude Van Damme-like sort of action sequence. Or, mo- you know, most sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger action sequence. Because it's really, there's a motorbike and he, yeah, he brings down a car. He gets, th- th- like, exploded flies into a helicopter and takes down the helicopter and that's mm. what agent zeroes in and so yeah it's this big and then he, and then right at the end he walks away from an explosion mm. oh yeah they, do, the, they, they get, do that to the yeah. point where like it feels like a parody yes. of something because of how like the slow motion hair and everything it's just yeah and at that point he also talks to striker on the phone he's mm. like you tried to kill me and 
you know, this is, uh, I'm coming for you yeah. next after. This is right at the height of the Jason Bourne movies. Yeah. So yeah. I think they were just like taking little bits from everywhere. Yeah. And it is a pretty poor move by Stryker considering that, yeah, he probably could have just signed Wolverine up legitimately if he put a little bit of effort into it. But instead he just like, yeah, says wipe his memories and just goes after him. Yeah. Uh, after making him indestructible. As the Sourpuss General points out to him in one scene. Why are the generals always present at these dangerous experiments? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's always the top brass have to come down to watch gotta, it happen. You've got to have your leaders buy into the process, Owen. Otherwise, when you, you run these projects and then they don't get the legs because the leaders don't come on. It's yeah, basic, basic consulting. Can't they just get an email update on how mm. it went? No, they like... don't read emails. Oh. This is the thing. You've got, to have, you've got to make sure they're in the room. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, executives. They're paying so much on flight costs <laughs> just to get these guys in the room. That's why they love it. They get their freaking fly points. We flew them to Canada by mistake. They were <laughs> up at that lake. It was a big embarrassment. We had to get them down to Three Mile Island. <laughs> what, what did you think of the elderly Clark and Martha Kent style couple <laughs> that take Wolverine in? I thought they were nice. It was just, that was another it seemed actor. a bit, yeah, it seemed a bit, a bit jarring in that scene. I don't know, like, I'm not sure how, how it all fit in. Cause they like, I mean, they give him the jacket and they give him the motorcycle, both of which are kind of like the iconic Wolverine sort of devices. Uh, but yeah, just, I, I think that was, that stopped the movie a bit dead for me. Yeah, it definitely, well, the movie, I mean, I don't, he's there the movie's for like not great. Day. It's not like the movie has this wonderful, <laughs> yeah. like energy. Like, it, it doesn't, so it's, mm. you know, to begin with. It was just like a nice little window into the golden, golden trusting age of the Nixon years, I guess. <laughs> about, a, about a time when people would open their doors to naked Hugh Jackmans well, who were running around. There's a question though, farms. what year is this? Is this like, I thought it was meant to be 80s or I something? I think it's very, then, like 79, 80. Yeah, okay. Well, the, like, I think it's the Three Mile 80s. Islands sort of disaster that it was referencing at the end was 79 so i think that's when yeah. it's meant to be but this is meant to be like post actual three mile island disaster right i thought the disaster at the end was the three mile island disaster oh i thought they were implying that like no we use three mile island now because no one no one, no one no one goes there because of the three mile island disaster oh because they said no one goes to a uh what do you call it like a nuclear site so I yeah, thought that's that's how I took it. As in, yeah. like, no one wants to go there because it was like I thought. I I took it as we faked Three Mile Island oh, so that we could no. have Three Mile Island for our secret things because oh, yeah. no one will go there. Like I the know. island in Skyfall. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's I how know. I would. Yeah, I, I thought they were just trying to be cute with history, kind yeah. of like they often do with. Uh, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis or the Holocaust. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Fun things to be cute with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, he, he then tracks down his old mate, Will I Am the Cowboy, mm. and who also tracks him then down mm. to Blob, in which we have these boring-ass scenes where he fights Blob and yeah. finds a triangle. So basically he's trying to track down this island. What do you think of Blob? Uh, one of my favourite... boring, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but Blob was like one of my favourite evil mutants. Like, I remember reading the old <laughs> 60s X-Men yeah. comics where, you know, Blob would be in there taking down, like, all of them at once. And Yeah, he was kind of just turned into this cruel punchline. I was like, Blob, you're so much better than this. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, watching this movie, you go, I understand why Wolverine ended up joining up with the X-Men, because he's finally met some interesting mutants, because he's spent his yeah, whole life like, like, you know, so much with, of his life dealing, dealing with, with these boring the really, like, fourth-tier, fifth-tier yeah. kind of Z-grade mutants. Yep, and so he then, that gets him the tip-off to go to Nolans to, to find Remy LeBeau Gambit, who, was who there. has a flawless Cajun accent. Yeah, that's so good. consistent and yeah. never drops away. 
No. Poor apart, Taylor Kitsch. Apart from that, Taylor Kitsch was a, probably a good choice. He was the right age, uh, good looking. Yeah. Like... Uh, Taylor Kitsch cannot catch a break. Yeah, he's on <laughs> a bad run. Like, he was good in the new season of um, True Detective, but... Yeah, he can act. You yeah, watch like, Friday Night Lights. He's a capable actor. Yeah. And then he's in, what, Battleship yeah. and John Carter and, yeah. and this. And yeah. that's it. And yeah. He's had a few bad runs, yeah. But he, you know, he was on paper probably a well cast as that character. But um, he kind of just has, like, special special um, card powers where you oh, can do cool card so tricks. Much. Well, yeah. What, now, Gambit's thing is that he can hold... He can imbue any, any object with energy, energy right? He can and unlock he can, the kinetic potential of objects. Right, and then he can throw shit and then yeah. it blows up. And he tends to use cards because it's an easy, portable way yeah. of... Yeah. You, know, you have and, 52 and, easy to, ready-to-go missiles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, but in this, it's like... And, and, you know, in the comics, he throws cards because he's good at throwing cards. Mm. And but he could literally pick up anything. Like, he yeah. could pick up a pen. And, yeah, 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 exactly. But in this it's like he just can make cards like levitate in midair and it seems like his power is card tricks and he's kind of based <laughs> it around that yeah. rather than him being a guy who knows card tricks and then just kind of works with what he knows yeah uh but yeah like when he when he like goes to fight uh logan who's trying to recruit him into taking him to the island and he just like kind of moves his hand in this circle and kind of like Oh, it was, it was weird. Like, he telekinetically controls these cards, like, fly in a circle and then just, like, all bounce straight at Wolverine and just, like, knock him out through the building. But it was, like, a full pack of cards that he throws at him rather than just, like, picking up a card and then casually flicking it at Wolverine and then Wolverine just, like, explodes through the wall, which yeah. would have been so much better looking. Yeah. But as it is, it just looked really weird and it was kind of stupid. Mm, I, I, yeah, the character is definitely underserviced and badly, badly realised. But that's when we have us. Then Victor's been chasing him down again. Victor and Wolverine have another big fight mm. um, where they run at each other again. That's the second time they do that. Um, but this time um, Wolverine gets the upper hand and I think, and how does it end? Because uh, uh, Sabretooth uh, kills Will. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but then they fight and then uh, what, like, what's his name comes and helps him and they... Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Gambit turns kinda, up with a stick. Yeah, and that sort of helped. <laughs> he, he helicopters in by yeah. twirling his staff over his head. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty weird. <laughs> anyway, then, so Gambit agrees, because he realises that Wolverine's a good guy and does want to help, that Gambit agrees to take him, and he happens to have a plane that he wanted a thing, so he flies <laughs> into Three Mile Island right. from New Orleans. And, yeah, which is a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drops him in the ocean near it, and um, then basically Wolverine finds... Gets there, he finds Striker, who's who's now putting together his weapon X or, or no, no weapon, weapon eleven, weapon, weapon ele X one, right? Because yeah. they say that weapon X is that he's called weapon X because he's the tenth one yeah. or something like that. that. That's what Wolverine was. The right, first right. weapon was Captain America, I think. Oh, that's weapon, weapon one. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Well, sometimes that. In, in the comics, there was, like, before they experimented on Captain America, they experimented on a bunch of, like, black prisoners. And oh, yeah. the first one was, like, Isaiah Bradley or something. So he might be technically Weapon 1, but I think usually they just call Captain America Weapon 1. Wow. So, yeah. So this is Weapon 11, which is uh, <laughs> Deadpool. The pool. Yeah. Deadpool. The pool of dead mutant powers, as yeah. his full superhero <laughs> name is. Yeah. God. So first screen appearance of Deadpool. Uh, his mouth has been... Yep. 
one of his signature features. You might even go so far as to constantly call him the Merc with the Mouth, like yep. it's his, his secondary title or something. For yep. that other part of that nickname, the Merc with the Mouth, a mercenary is often called someone who will take any job for money and yeah. is beholden to no particular they person just, or, or they country. They decide who they work for. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Not a slave who is controlled by a remote control. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Also, his eyelids are missing. Seems like a good <laughs> tactic to, for a soldier to be able to close their eyes. Yeah. I don't know. Blink. It's just really awful. He, he's... So, it's Ryan oh, he's Reynolds. Got, oh, Cyclops. We completely oh, skipped over Cyclops. Oh, well, yeah. Cyclops is one of the kids. So, Cyclops is one of the mutants that um, Sabre, they go and collect mm-hmm. um, for, as part of the experiments. And they, that's a, they've been doing that with a lot of mutants. Yeah. And indeed, that's why we... So, the reveal is that the girlfriend is not dead. Yep. She was a mole the whole time for Striker, although she did have genuine feelings mm-hmm. for Wolverine and in fact was only doing it because um, she was being blackmailed because her sister is one of the was one of the mutants who her sister was Emma Frost, Emma Frost maybe yep. mm-hmm. um, was um, was being um, who held. had also been retconned yep had <laughs> also been there so um, Wolverine's there this is where he has his third fight with Sabretooth where they run at each other uh, and then meanwhile, um, she goes off to, um, release his, oh, she, he helps her for some reason they stop fighting. Sabretooth runs away or something. I can't remember what, <laughs> I can't remember why. I don't know. They fight or whatever. And then he goes and he and the girlfriend go to uh, extract all of these muties and then they start to escape, but then they're confronted with weapon 11 Deadpool, and this then just becomes the big end fight mm. where Deadpool's swords come out of his uh, arms like Wolverine's claws. So he's got mm. like... You know, you know what's useful in a sword fight? The ability to hold the sword at a right angle and then move it around <laughs> a bit. <laughs> I mean, you know that trick that Deadpool can do where he spins his katanas around and yeah. blocks bullets. Can't do that. Can't do that anymore. Nope. Now he just have to wave his hands All around. Arms. To be fair, he can teleport now. Yeah, so yeah he can get like, I just imagine him kind of coming and you know that thing kids do where they like spin <laughs> their arms around in big circles and then walk at people. I'm imagining Deadpool. That's how he fights. Like he just spins his hands around with his katanas and just like walks into people. Yeah, pretty much. And he then has weird tattoos for some reason now. Yeah, well, they were the same as Wolverine, sort of. They're like his body maps for all... Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was just for the surgeons. Right. Like, when they were cutting him open. Because he's brand new out of the surgery. Just put texture on him. How do do those katanas possibly fit in his... Arms. In his arms. Yeah. yeah, it's like when people when people do illustrations of Wolverine and his claws go like almost down to his feet. Yeah. You know, these have to retract into his forearm. Yeah, if they're yeah, any yeah. longer than his forearm, then he can't bend his arm. I yeah. just imagine yeah. Deadpool is how he is in the film, but it's just that Stryker was utterly incompetent with the design. And he's got all <laughs> it's like when a company hires like a graphic designer to do their logo and Stryker's got this like drawing of like what he wants weapon 11 to be and he's like so his arms have swords in them that are really long and then the designer's like you know he's not going to be able to bend his elbows at all when he has these retracted he's just going to have to walk around like a lego man and striker's like no i want him to have sword arms that's it he goes okay well you're paying the money he'll walk the way i tell him to walk (laughs) (laughs) and he does uh so then they have a big fight uh they end up at the top of the big what are they called? Uh, the big cooler. Yeah, cooling like a tower. Cooling tower. tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why so. does Deadpool follow orders now? 
Because he's got him, he's he is literally under striker's control. Like he's got like a chip in his head yeah. or something. Because I know he's like typing things yeah. to him at like, one point. But it was just like it was just like typing messages. So mm. maybe he does still have free will. New phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a that would be a very Deadpool thing to respond with. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, when I originally saw the movie, I kind a part of me thought, oh, okay, so this is how they're going to introduce the idea that Deadpool hears voices is because he's still traumatized from having like. Striker key commands that he kind of sees in his head, mm. whatever. But yeah, yeah, I guess it was just it was just better to draw a line under the whole film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And then, well, but then the cool thing is that his brother Victor comes and saves him, and's like, no one's going to kill you but me yeah. in their part. And then they team up just like they did in the World War Two, back to back, back to yeah. back to fight uh, to fight Ryan Reynolds, and they do eventually <laughs> kill him. They behead him. Yep. Um, well, that that's actually a really cool effect because he's they behead him. His eyes are still glowing with um, Cyclops, Cyclops power. powers, yeah. and then it goes and cuts through this cooling tower. Yeah, it's like mm. spiraling down. Spiraling through. Yeah. It's actually really. Kind that's of a pretty cool, cool shot. Well, the yeah. last the whole fight between Deadpool, Sabretooth, and Wolverine was pretty sweet. Yeah, I that's thought. what I mean yeah. about it being well mm. shot. Like I could, I understood what was going on. Just even teleporting though there was a lot everywhere, of yeah. shooting yeah. eye beams at them. That was cool. In terms of going, if you like, it's it's for me, it's so hard to watch that without just getting annoyed that it's meant to be Deadpool. Like, yeah. Yeah. if it's a completely separate character that can do all of those things, it's a pretty good fight. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. just that thing of going, this isn't Deadpool. Yeah. 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 And Should then, have been Agent Zero or something. Yeah, right? He's good at jumping. Yeah, they could have worked <laughs> on him. Exactly. Well, yeah. So then, yeah, they, they defeat they defeat um, uh, Deadpool and, uh, I don't know, um, Sabretooth is just like, I'll see you on the flip, bye, and he's, he's gone. And mm-hmm. then they jump. From the top of a cooling tower to the ground. And yep. I'm like, that would... I mean, nothing really kills him, but that he just sort of just lands. Yeah. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You should at least have a moment of re, you know, re-popping your bones. Oh, back he needs stuff, a bit of like, time to recover from that. Bit of healing. And then... Oh, in the meantime, his girlfriend got shot while they were trying to escape. And um, so she's left her sisters to go and... and Oh, and sorry, also... Um, yeah, the kids are getting... The kids uh, are escaped. Oh, rescued by... Uh, Professor Xavier. Oh, he looked weird. Yes. I, I would not have gotten into that helicopter. I'd say that I would have turned around <laughs> and sort of sidled back into the cage in the melting down nuclear island <laughs> rather than hopping in that huh? chopper. Well, it's it's the same um, terrible CGI that they did at the beginning of X3 as I remember well. that but looking so a much lot better in yeah. X3. I remember oh, really? that effect. Yeah, that, that no. Because sort of, there's, oh. the, there's that weird CG de-aging thing that they that there was the, all the Vogue at the time. And yeah. One of the big examples of that was in X3. Yeah. And I think it looks okay in X3, at mm. least for the time. It looks odd, but It looks possible. weird, but passable. Yeah. And this just looks weak, creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just got this weird kind of sheen on his yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it looks yeah. terrible. I, I almost thought it looked like he could have been an older version of their Deadpool. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the, the special effects in this movie is definitely one of the worst parts of it. It just really looks really mm. bad. It looks really cheap. Um, uh, but then this sad thing happens, which is so he's still got his memories, and right at the end, Striker shoots him in the head. It really got to you. Well, it's sad because he he reconnected with his girlfriend, who was gonna who was gonna live, who was gonna die, and but then he was gonna go and save her because she'd been shot, and then he gets shot, and then he loses his memories. Mm. And then he, she dies with him, and then he's like, I don't know who this girl is on the ground. I thought, that's really sad. Hmm. 
pathos. Yeah. It was like the one thing they had to set up was like, oh, we have to have him lose his memory mm. somehow. How do you feel about adamantium bullets as a plot device? Does that work for you? A lot of people complained about that. Yeah, well, they, a lot. the big complaint was they should have given the unstoppable bullets to the unstoppable to the guy gun with guns. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really... Uh, I but they didn't it, think of it until after that guy yeah, got, I didn't got really defeated. think it was that... I don't know. Didn't really strike me as any worse or better than the rest of the film. Yeah. Are they? Are they like? Are they still in his skull? Or yeah. did they exit out the back of his? No, head? they're still in his skull. That's why he can't. That he's got something wrong. Like he's got something lodged in his brain that means he can't remember certain things. Doesn't his brain like pop things out when he's healing? Well, it, like, it does. It is inconsistent with what happens in X two. But that's not an anti. That's not an anti. No, adamantium. But I always thought that one just kind of lodged somewhere like above the adamantium. Yeah, like it's like, it's under the it's under the skin, but yeah. above the skull because it couldn't penetrate the adamantium, and then it just flattens. Yeah. And then just flattens under the skin and then just pops and then out. Yeah, his flesh yeah. just goes... So maybe, like, in his head, like, his head's just constantly trying to push the bullet out. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's just, just lodged, it's just lodged his in his skull, basically. I yeah. think it's kind of merged and kind of misshapen his skull mm, now, yeah. probably. Okay. I don't know. That's what I uh, That's what I think. Probably just go in and get it out. But might have <laughs> merged with the... I don't know. Yeah. Might have merged with his skull. Because his skull's adamantium, right? Yeah, but his, but his skull doesn't heal as adamantium. You know what I mean? Like the adamantium itself is—it's still just metal. It's in a metal. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. I, it's not gonna like bond with the with the bullet. That's a separate piece of metal. Well, it might. It's why not? <laughs> why would it though? There's nothing to 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 cause that reaction. Like no heat or anything. Yeah, but you know. Maybe you need a lot of, just, yeah, I don't know. You need a, especially when they go to all this effort to say that you can't process adamantium once it's set. Mm. Like you have to pro- keep it in its liquid form. Because then once you cool it, it's indestructible. Yeah, right. So adamantium won't bond with more adamantium if it's all just solid. So, <sighs> I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. I don't Again, know. all make-believe, not a real metal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I was in a bad mood because he lost his memory, all right? That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Should have just popped out. The bullet could have just come out the bottom of his jaw. Like, just under the soft, like, through the soft palate. And then, <laughs> then just spits out the bullet. Oh, yeah. Like, Maybe that happened. It was just yeah. annoying me because I was like, it annoys me the the idea that they're still in there. It's just like having a stone in your shoe. Like you just want to <laughs> get it out. Can't, uh, can't I think they're still in there. Like... That's why he can't remember. I, I thought it was that he's like the the damage of like because they, they, there's a line about he'll heal, but his memories won't come yeah. back or something. So I thought it was that essentially that the the tissue will grow back, but it'll be new tissue that you know it's it's new memory yeah. tissue. It's not holding it. So it's more just like it's like resetting. Mm. The um, mm. resetting the hard drive, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't think that meant the bullet stayed in there. I thought it meant it was just like just barreling through all the brain tissue that holds so the memory. So does this mean that his skull actually does have weak points now? Because it'll have it the... one right in the middle. But didn't he shoot him twice in the head? Oh yeah, he double taps him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does double tap him when he's on the ground. Yeah. He's a black ops guy. He's going to double tap. Oh, of course. So now Wolverine, he's got like... six adamantium bullets. He's yeah. got time. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. if you just like get a a, a chopstick and just like shove it in a certain point in his head and scramble his brain. You got him. <laughs> Maybe. Well, can his brain heal? His brain can heal though. Yeah, his brain will always heal. Yeah. Well, just suck it out with a vacuum cleaner or something. Yeah, he'll grow it back. Will he? Yeah. He, uh, can't, he basically <laughs> can't be killed. Like if they kill, if, he's he, on, if his yeah. heart stops, which it did, it will start up again. Hmm. Basically. Hmm. Anyway. All right. That's the movie. <laughs> what did we think of Stryker's plan? Oh, his his plan was for Deadpool was awful. As I said, yeah. like I can, uh, it doesn't bother me that it's a, a crappy idea for a soldier because I just think that it's 
Striker's crappy plan. Like to have cumbersome katana blades sticking out of his hand so that he can't bend his elbows. And uh, yeah, it, I think it was a pretty bad plan to stick all of his eggs in the Deadpool basket rather than just run with the soldier he had, which was Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, look, it was... Um, I mean... I guess it was an okay... I mean, apart from, you know, mutilating... This is my thing. Like, if, if the movie wasn't an X-Men movie and it didn't have all these things mm. that was, like, messing with the X-Men and Deadpool storylines, I wouldn't hate it so much. But because it does all that, I do. Mm. But if you if you told me that this was just a movie about people with powers, mm. I'd probably enjoy it. Would have been all right, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's because they're carry, it's, it's a known universe that it's messing with it. I think, it's, it can't get away I with it. I think people are unfair on this movie just because it messed up Deadpool. I think if it weren't for the fact that Deadpool was messed up in it, then people would look back on it a lot more fondly. Because I think even as a Wolverine film, except for Deadpool, it's perfectly serviceable. Like, Mm. yeah, it could have been done a bit more interesting if they spent more time on him being a soldier, and bits of it were a bit silly. But overall, like, I thought it was kind of decent. Oh, and you you hate this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm definitely a person who's very disappointed by how they handled Deadpool. But even aside from that, I just don't think it's really very watchable. Like, I feel like most of the time, no one really wants to be there. It just seems really unfocused. Mm. Um, To me, it kind of felt, you know, when a show has been, a TV show has been running for like eight seasons Mm. and they're still going because they're successful, but they haven't been willing to wrap it up yet. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like everyone's just going through the motions and going like, well, I guess this is what we have to do. There is an element of that. It doesn't feel fresh or new or interesting. There's nothing about it that's kind of fun and innovative. It's all just sort of. I prefer it to The Wolverine. I've never seen that. I haven't. I haven't rewatched the Wolverine since the cinema, so I I remember liking the Wolverine more than X Men Origins Wolverine, but I didn't think it was amazing. I think yeah. During our review of the Wolverine, when we get to it, we'll have to do a comparison. A lot of people give extra credit to the Wolverine for not being this yeah. movie, and I think that's also unfair. I don't think the Wolverine is that good to just just because it's better than the. The worst one. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, look, thanks again, Kyle, for choosing a terrible movie for us to watch. (laughs) I regret nothing. (laughs) No, you keep doing it. And it's, I don't know why we expect otherwise at this point. Um, Next time we'll be, we'll try and pick something a little funner. Yeah, let's watch, let's watch something we like. <laughs> we should have something we like. We have, yeah. We need to, <laughs> I guess you guys like this one. Well, no. I mean, it doesn't... I I didn't... I said I didn't hate it. Mm. I don't I don't necessarily like it. I agree it's got a lot of problems, and especially, obviously, what it does with continuity is bad. But I kind of don't mind that it's just like a shitty action movie because I can mm. sort of... I like watching shitty action movies sometimes. Yeah, I think, uh, if anything, it just should have added a couple more cute historical scenes. Like... Ah, oh, like Sabretooth and Wolverine going back to back throughout history, I would have watched. Yeah. Back to back in bread lines in the Great Depression. <laughs> back to back at Kent State University. Back to back, uh, what else is there? Running through my. Those are your two things from history? Yeah, the, two, the only two things that happened in history. Oh no. From the co host of a history podcast. <laughs> Back to back at the Eureka Stockade. <laughs> oh, no. Well, speaking of history podcasts... Yes, uh, uh, you can hear my other podcasts on Australian history at laststoptonowhere.com. 
Cool. Uh, you can um, hear me on uh, the radio on 3MBS um, 103.5 FM or on digital or online. Um, 3MBS is a um, Melbourne community radio station and I host Arts Weekly on Saturdays. And I am an improviser and I do a lot of shows with a group called The Improv Conspiracy down in Melbourne. If you go to improvconspiracy.com, you can see all the shows that are coming up there. And there's going to be shows at the Melbourne Fringe Festival for Sooth Players, which is the improvised Shakespeare group that I'm a part of. So go to soothplayers.com to check out the details of those. Cool. And of course, follow us on Twitter, TCA Pod, or um, follow us on Facebook. You can um, search for us there. Please get in touch if you've got any suggestions or questions. We'd love to hear from you. Alrighty, uh, hit, may your mouths not be um, uh, sewn up. <laughs> I concur with that sentiment. <laughs> Alright, see ya. <laughs>